Google Design. In each weekly episode, I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies to help you be more successful and tackle those tough workplace topics. Whether you're early on in your career, returning from a break, or stepping into your first leadership role, I'm here to help you take control of your career. Quite simply, it's work and careers done your way in the same time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Let's jump right in and get to work on the career you know you deserve. Welcome to episode nine of Career Expresso, which marks the start of season two. I'll be with you every Wednesday from now till mid-December, helping women navigate the workplace with clarity and confidence to get the career you truly deserve. Today, I'm looking at why learning how to take imperfect action could be one of the best investments that you'll make in your own career development. Imagine for a moment that you've got a goal or ambition. You want to achieve it, but knowing where to start is another story. That overwhelming sense of worry can easily set in. Before long, you're thinking that whatever you do won't be good enough, or the initial scale of the challenge feels so big that it prevents you from taking any action at all. In short, you feel completely stuck. In my work as a career coach, I've noticed that many of my clients know deep down when they need to develop in their careers, but they need help starting to take action on their intentions. This often makes me wonder why it can be so very easy for us to encourage others to act on their goals, but so difficult to do it when it comes to ourselves. When we are feeling stuck, it's easy to claim that we don't have the answers that we need to take action. Now, whilst I would never say you should jump into things without having some sense of what needs to be done, there comes a point when you can have too much of a good thing. So instead of taking action that is not perfect but still action, it becomes all too easy to fall into over-researching mode, which comes with two big problems. Firstly, research can easily be confused with productivity, when in reality, it's just an activity. Activities keep you busy, but they don't actually result in tangible outputs. Only productive actions will get you closer to those goals. In other words, you're consuming a lot of information, but you're not really producing anything to show for it. If days go by when you've got no measurable outputs to account for your time, the time you've spent on things, then in short, you're probably procrasti-planning. That's right. Maybe it's not a word, but this is what it is. Planning or researching is a way that people avoid the discomfort of jumping in and taking that imperfect action. It's procrastination. Don't confuse the act of being busy with being productive. The second and potentially more dangerous part of doing too much research is that you'll often get a lot of conflicting advice. Some advice is good. Too much advice can be plain confusing. So, for example, in the process of building my business, one source told me that I shouldn't be spending any money on marketing until I'd reached the point of viral growth. So, you know, customers were sharing word about my coaching with all their friends and colleagues. On the other hand, a second source told me that I should spend a casual £100 a day on Facebook ads. Two polar opposite strategies from sources claiming to bring success to my business. Conflicting advice can keep you stuck in indecision and increase that sense of self-doubt. 
when you spend all of your time just overthinking and getting lots of opinions, you miss out on the valuable opportunity to test and gather data to draw your own conclusions. The answer to this is taking imperfect action. So today I'll share five strategies that work for me and my career coaching clients to help you push past that mental barrier, the one that we put up when we are procrastinating, and to allow you to take the practical next steps to start doing and stop overthinking. Let's get going. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. For those that know it, that's Newton's first law, and the same applies to people. So, step one, reframe research so that it consists of at least 50% of real-world tests that you do yourself. So, I'm not saying that experts aren't helpful. If you're working with a mentor in your career, that's an amazing step to take. We often turn to experts because their plans offer useful strategies and their words can help motivate us and turbocharge our development. But experts are largely successful in terms of what they do because somewhere along the way, they took action. The most successful people learn along the way, gaining unique insights that give them an edge on how to keep improving and find greater success. So while you may be able to learn some things from their teachings, imagine how much more you could learn if you spent time taking action and learning from your own experience. Commit to doing as much internal research, so learning from your own experiences, and this will include mistakes, as external research. In example, this could look like listening to a short podcast in the morning and then maybe you spend the evening tweaking your CV. So whatever you decide the action should be. Through this two-sided approach, you'll not only make meaningful progress towards your goals, you'll also grow more confident in your own abilities. According to Harvard Business School professor Francesca Gino, novel experiences build confidence. When you acquire new skills, it increases your confidence in your ability to achieve goals that sit outside of your current comfort zone. And that's where the magic happens. Step two, shift your mindset from perfectionist thinking to beginner thinking. In the words of of Nelson Mandela, I never fail. I either win or I learn. Right there is that beginner mindset. You could have this beginner mentality even if you've been doing something for a while. Whatever your imperfect action is, you're probably not a pro just yet. If you're comparing yourself to experts who've been doing what you want to do for years, you're setting yourself up for failure. Instead, be okay with being a bit rough around the edges. Key to taking imperfect action is getting started. At the beginning, the stakes are probably quite low. You don't even have to tell anybody you're working on something, unless, of course, your imperfect action is telling people about your work. The best part of being a beginner is that no one has those preconceived notions that you're going to be brilliant. So why are you expecting this from yourself? Enjoy this time of learning. Be a student again. Embrace the messy outcomes that come with it. Step three, identify the most important thing to learn and target your imperfect action around it. 
So there's often a tendency to pick the imperfect action that feels most comfortable for you. Okay, fight that tendency with everything you've got. The action you need to be taking is probably the one that feels most scary. Why? Because that initial fear will take you where you want to go in your career and ensure that you learn something of value along the way. The imperfect action you need to take should be testing an assumption. So something that you don't already know. So for example, of an assumption you might want to test, it could be, does my dream job actually align with my values? Will someone pay me to do this particular thing? And if so, how much? Write down the assumptions that you have about your project. Which is the biggest assumption, that greatest unknown? That's the one you should focus on. So maybe if you're applying for a new role, the assumption might be that you're a strong candidate. Once you have an idea of which assumption you'd like to test, the next step is choosing an imperfect action that will give you some data that helps answer whether or not your assumption is true. So step four, decide which imperfect action will help you learn more than you know today. doesn't have to be lots more, just more. What would you do if you had to learn something in the next week? So you've only got a week to do it. Could you make something that's 50% or 80% as good as you'd like it to be in order to learn something new? Let's say that your big goal is to create your own blog so you can position yourself as a thought leader in your sector. The main assumption is that people will want to read what you're writing. So how can you test this? Well, Eventually, you'll want to create your own website to host the blog and pick a name and get a domain, a hosting provider, so the list goes on. This all takes research, planning, strategy, and it can feel quite overwhelming as a task. So guess what? You stop. But what if instead you write just one blog article, maybe apply to guest blog on your favourite platform like Medium, say? By getting one article out into the world, you can start learning what people might want to read. You can get feedback from people on your work, which will then make your next blog 10 times better. Plus, you can use this feedback to help you choose a website domain and style in the future. You don't have to worry about that right now. Think about your goal. What does a bite-sized version of it look like? So not everything all at once, just that one thing. Could you put it together in a week if you had to? What could you learn by putting it out into the world? Step five, create an action plan which includes how you will hold yourself accountable. This one's super important. We've covered the first large part of taking that imperfect action, deciding what the bold yet scaled down action is and what you want to learn from it. The second part is actually doing it. It's now time to create a plan for how you're going to actually take the imperfect action. You need to get really specific here. So you don't forget, you don't slip into a research rabbit hole or let a whole week go by without making any progress at all. When you know exactly when, where and how you'll do it, you can put it on your calendar, block off the time and set yourself up for success. Here's a pro tip. Always have a backup, a contingency plan. What if something takes longer than you think it will? 
What if your in-laws pop round for an unexpected visit? What if your broadband dies? When you bake in that contingency plan, you open up more avenues for success and to overcome those inevitable barriers. They're going to happen. Once you know when you'll take that imperfect action, create a system of accountability. One way to do this is setting a deadline for yourself. Sometimes deadlines might already be there. So if you're applying for a job, that's exactly what we want because it forces you to act and might require you to scale back any of those perfectionist tendencies that you're holding on to. Another option is to create internal deadlines. But of course, that's got to mean something to you. One way to do this is to tell someone your deadline to keep you honest. Social expectation is an extremely powerful motivator, which is why having an accountability partner is so effective. That's why coaches do what they do quite often. Plus, by bringing someone along for the ride, your journey feels less lonely and probably more fun. If you think social accountability might help you take imperfect action, commit to doing your next step by telling your accountability partner. Let them talk about how they want to hold you accountable. Maybe you can do the same for them in return. You know, you want to do that thing you've said you're going to do. You want somebody to hold you accountable. If you haven't done it, why not? Once you dive in with imperfect action and execute your test, reflect on what you've learned. What will you try next? How will you get better and better with each imperfect action? Repeat as necessary. Like building a muscle, the more you take imperfect action, the easier it becomes. By having the right mindset, clear learning goals and a plan of action, you can make tremendous strides in a very short amount of time and learn more than you ever could by reading about somebody else's experience. So I'd like to leave you with the first career coaching question of the new season. Nudging yourself out of your comfort zone is often key to taking that imperfect action. So this week, I want to set you a challenge. Think about something that you've been trying to perfect before putting it out into the world, whether it's your CV, social media profile or networking pitch. Write down exactly what it is and focus on getting a good enough version out there by the end of July. That's everything for today's episode. And thanks for listening to Career Expresso. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps the show to grow, not to mention giving feedback to make future episodes more useful to you. And don't forget to share the show details with your friends and colleagues. As ever, you can reach me on Instagram, LinkedIn, by email and at amandaroweenmeehan.com. All the details are in the show notes. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. And if you want to take control of your career and you're not quite sure how to get started, why not subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter? It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares career and workplace tips you can implement with ease. It's also the place where I preview new learning, resources and everything that will help you get your career back on track. Find the sign up link in the show notes. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now.